0: Margot Channing is a past her prime actress with a flair for drama. She, of course, is played by Betty Davis, whose eyes flash with mischief at every turn. She's not the type of gal to say no drama on her Tinder profile. She creates it. In fact, she's determined to have the spotlight on herself at a birthday party that she throws for someone else. And after downing her martini in one gulp, she walks away turns around dramatically, of course, and announces, fasten your seatbelts, it's going to be a bumpy night. Hey, before we start our episode, always remember, if you don't want to be broke at 40 like I was, or if you are broke at 40, stay tuned on a weekly basis where I explore the basics of personal finance and, more importantly, the behaviors that can bring you from broke to brilliance, whatever you think brilliance may be. And as always, this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please consult with a financial advisor if necessary. My name is Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast. That, my friends, is the most misquoted movie lines of all time. Most people think that Betty Davis in the film All About Eve said, buckle up, it's going to be a bumpy ride. But in fact, she said it's going to be a bumpy night. And she was actually talking not about like an entire year, but she was talking about that evening and drama that she, in fact, was creating her own life turbulence, if you will, that she was going to be shaking things up herself. And so today on the Broke at 40 podcast, I'd like to talk about earlier, a few episodes ago, remember I had mentioned that Robert Blake um, had told a story once that Betty Davis told him when he was a very young actor that um, interpretation, choice, and execution, those three words were the most important thing to learn to be a great actor. And what I'm trying to teach people about money is that you can also use that acronym, ICE, interpretation, choice, and execution in your own life when it comes to money. So that is my motto for 2022. And I'm anchoring it to Betty Davis because Betty Davis, as you guys know, had beautiful eyes, And so Betty Davis ICE is how I remember my acronym for 2022. And I also want to talk then mainly, the content of today's episode is to be, gosh, just talking to you today, this weekend, about inflation and what you can do to help better yourself with inflation. There's an article that I read just recently that came out February 10th, so just a few days ago. This is February thirteenth of twenty twenty-two, and it's in new retirement. You can uh, sign up for their emails, and they get they give you articles about all sorts of interesting things related to money. And of course, I want to anchor this to you guys, late in life savers like I was when I was broke at forty. And you know, we are really going into a time in our history where inflation is pretty high, and in fact, it's about six or seven percent. Whereas traditionally, over the past 40 years, inflation has been something that we haven't even talked about. I don't think I've ever, <laughs> over the past 15 years, really thought about inflation as far as what I needed to do, as far as saving money and becoming wealthy. And, you know, it reminds me when I was a kid, maybe six, seven, eight years old in the 70s, when. My mom, I remember, used to buy milk at the grocery store and we would buy instant milk as well, you know, the carnation instant milk. And she would stretch out the milk by pouring it into other bottles, only half full, putting in the carnation instant milk and then filling it up with water to help stretch our dollars as it relates to milk because apparently we were drinking a lot of milk with cereal and dinner and things like that. So, you know, those were times... When inflation was really high. We haven't seen that, like I just said, in so many years. And so today I want to kind of talk about this article and read through it and talk about my thoughts about what I've been doing over the past several months, almost as if it was on autopilot. I didn't really think about the fact that I was doing some things um, relative to inflation, and yet it's going to offset any inflation that I was feeling. One thing that I can share with you, real quick, before I dive into this article, is I did share with you recently that one of my goals was to get my grocery budget down because it was like outrageous, right? Remember, I was spending over budget, over $120 a week on average, maybe $130, $140, or $150 a week, something outrageous like that, which is crazy. If I just act smarter, then I can cut that down. So I had been thinking about that as a major line item in my budget because my expenses are super low, that represents one of my highest expenses. And so I have been very cognizant, and I'll share with you today about what I've been doing to cut that down. And it happens to then help because inflation really does affect things like your grocery bill, right? Gasoline, and I'll talk about that today as well. Um, So there are things that you guys can do that I want to share with you today as I go through this article. So you know, anchoring to Margot Channing's character in All About Eve, the film where she created her own drama, we're in a unique position where we can reduce the drama because of the fact of inflation being so high right now. So this article starts out by saying, you know, what is inflation? Well, inflation, as you know, represents an increase in the cost of goods and services. Put simply, When there is inflation, obviously things cost more. It goes on to say, why is inflation particularly concerning to retirees or near retirees like where I am? And I know for many of my listeners, you guys could be at several stages throughout your financial independent journey. So I'm very well aware of that. So be thinking about this as things that you can do today within the um place where you happen to be. Um, inflation is not necessarily a primary concern if your income is keeping pace with the increase in prices. However, it can be a big deal to people who are living off of a fixed set of resources. So that could be true of somebody in retirement or nearing retirement like myself, if I decide to quit my job this year. Or for you guys, even if you're building your wealth over time. It goes on to say, while inflation refers to the fact that things cost more, it also represents a decrease in the value of saved dollars. When inflation rises, it means a decline in the purchasing power of money. Let's say, it says, you plan to retire next month and you had planned to withdraw $5,000 a month from your savings to cover your expenses. That's actually kind of high, isn't it? You know, as I'm thinking about my own journey that, you know, 5,000 a month times, you know, 12 would be what, 60 grand a year, somewhere in there. So mine would be about cut in half as as far as that goes. Um, But the article goes on to say, however, with inflation at seven and a half percent right now, the purchasing power of your 5,000 is no longer 5,000. You would need an extra $375 a month If you plan to buy exactly what you wanted to buy over 12 months, that's an extra $4,500. You now require more money than you had anticipated. So that I agree with, of course, you know, it just makes sense. These are, these are numbers that do make sense to me. And then it goes on to say, well, what can you do about inflation? So it says recently on a new retirement Facebook group, we asked members what they are doing about inflation. How are they adjusting their financial plan, um, financial plans for the rising cost? And here are the results. It says 48% of people are doing nothing. So they aren't doing anything different. Nearly half of the people say that they're not doing anything different. Now I just shared with you, I've been doing something different, but it wasn't conscious. It was something I wanted to do anyway. Um, But so, you know, think about your situation right now. Is there something you can do if you're building wealth right now? You should always be thinking that way. Um, Every weekend when I produce this episode, I think about my money. I look at my spreadsheet. I analyze and I want you guys to always do the same. Go live your life during the rest of the week. Come back to the Broke at 40 podcast and just think about whatever I'm sharing with you in your own life and make adjustments. It's going to help you over time. Meet your goals. It says, in this case, burying your head in the sand is that a good idea? You know, a sane reaction to what might be a transitory or temporary phenomenon, perhaps? Okay. Yeah. So some people do believe that this is a transitory pandemic related inflation environment that we are in right now. I believe that as well. I don't think this is going to continue long term, but. We have to look at our budgets in the year that we're in and perhaps make these changes. It says rates of return are still outpassing inflation, which is why 48% of people aren't doing anything really different. I mean, if you think about, remember, over the past three years, 2019, 2020, 2021, do you remember in the S&P 500, those were double-digit gains, We may not see that going forward, but we are living in a time where equities have really had really great returns. And so the strategy here that these people are saying is that they're not doing anything different as long as the rates of return on the S&P 500, as an example of an index, continue to outpace inflation. So if things rise, but your money is returning more, then it might be that you do nothing. I don't know if I really agree with that. I think that people should always be making changes for the better because you just never know what's going to happen in the future. So the older I get, the more frugal I become. I bet in a year or two years as I produce this podcast, you're going to probably see me become even more frugal than I already am to make it a challenge, to make it a game, to see just how inexpensively I can live my life. I think that's amazing. Um, So I guess that's true as far as, you know, if you are retired and living off of the income, but for you guys building your wealth in your 40s and perhaps 50s, maybe in your 30s, you know, you're probably, you have an income, hopefully, right? So you are thinking about these things on the radar of the future of taking money from your investments. But right now, You're more concerned with your 12-month budget, your build-a-budget. What can you do to reduce things now? And that's where I am, too, even though I'm ending this W-2 journey, if you will, soon, hopefully. (laughs) Um, So that's their their reasoning by the fact that they are doing nothing. This article goes on to say that 42% are reducing their spending. Okay, well, I I fall into that category Um, it says a large percentage of survey respondents are reacting to inflation by reducing spending to only essential items. This is a natural economic response, and reducing demand can sometimes help to bring prices down. According to this report, the biggest recent price increases are seen in fuel, food, and housing, particularly rentals. In many cases, these are areas where households can reduce So many people are eliminating luxuries right now. Maybe they're cooking at home, they're buying store brands, and they're finding other ways to reduce spending. Housing is a category, it says, where you can reduce spending a lot. And it says, the good news for retirees, reducing spending does not necessarily represent a reduction in the quality of life. And they quote a couple of examples here where one person sold their too big suburban home and changed to a more no income type state uh, living off of their investments, I'm assuming here. And some folks are moving to other countries. Like I've talked to you guys before about my dream. I don't know if this is going to ever happen, but going to someplace like Mexico or Panama. I don't know if I'll do that, but I just love following people that become expats and lower their expenses and healthcare costs by maybe 50% or more. I think that's amazing. And so for this category, let me just respond here briefly. Yeah, I do fall in this category of reduced spending. So let's think about that for a minute. What have I shared with you over the past month or so about my build a budget? One thing I just alluded to at the top of this episode is my grocery bill was outrageous. I never looked at it for some reason as how can I cut that down? And when I soon realized that my food budget was the largest really expense in my budget, then I had to do something about that because by com- becoming more f- frugal and actually smarter with my inve- my buying habits, right? Buy one, get one free and things like that. I have really reduced that. I want to give you an update that that is going very well. I'm no longer spending $120 a week. I'm spending $80, so I'm saving 40 in my budget. So you guys know my new budget starts in April, my fiscal year. I already reduced it to 80 a week. So I already have the savings going on right there. And if I have to borrow from the fund budget, I'll do that. But rather than borrowing from fund to offset my crazy spending, I decided to lower the expense to make it more of a challenge for me to meet that, if that makes sense. So two things I can think of. Number one is my response to reducing expenses is obviously what I just shared with you, my food bill and making it a challenge to buy one, get one free and really be smart. Spend the time, you know, download an app for your favorite grocery store and really become very much aware, excuse me, of what you're spending and you can reduce it. You can absolutely do that. And as we go throughout 2022, I'll share with you how well I do. Um, I'm also walking to the grocery store. I shared with you guys that I painted my car in December, my Mazda 3 with 25,000 miles on it. I decided to keep it. I painted it. I bought a cover, with I, I, which I think I may have also shared with you. So because it's been over a month that it's been, you know, the paint has been drying and it's cured or whatever you want to call it. um, You can start, you can cover it after about a month after you paint a car. And so yesterday, no, Friday, I actually went out and I covered the car. I wanted to see if I could do it on my own, which was kind of funny, but I asked one of my neighbors to join me in that, but not to help me, but to see if I could actually cover it on my own. (laughs) And I I did um, just barely, Um, but now it's covered up. So my goal is to keep it covered up for two weeks. I work from home I can walk to the grocery store and I make that a challenge. You know, with inflation, what are the most, I just said a few minutes ago, food, fuel. So gasoline, you know, in the seventies, gasoline was through the roof. And, you know, today gas prices are going up. So by driving less, if you can do that, then by all means drive less. And for those of you that have to drive your car to work, then so be it, right? But can you bundle your habits, if you will, by running errands all at once rather than doing them separately. You could really save a lot on your gas budget by doing that. things like that and being smarter and not driving as much. And if like me, if you can actually get away with not driving your car at all for a two-week period, that's my goal. I'm going to keep my car covered up for two weeks and walk to the grocery store, come home. If I do things on a social level, then I could do an Uber right? I could, um, friends could drive me somewhere, right? Or I could do things around my condo community, and I can walk to a lot of things in my neighborhood, shops, the mall, Starbucks, you know, all sorts of places. So just think a little differently. So that's my reaction to inflation is, I was already doing it, I'm cutting down my expenses from my grocery budget, and that is going to offset any higher expenses that I would have incurred as it relates to food just by doing that alone and gas being a large number or an item that I can do as well, is gonna cut down on expenses. As I read on the article here, it says 5% are adjusting their investment strategy. So it says a few people are rebalancing their asset allocations. So yeah, rebalancing, might be a good idea um, as equities, as we know, are still going up. Then you can rebalance back to your percentage of a 60-40 or whatever it is. What, in effect, you're doing is selling some of the shares to buy bonds, which are more fixed assets, and you know, getting it back to the, the asset allocation that you feel comfortable with. So a small percentage of people are doing that. And I also want to just share with you real quickly here that I read recently that Goldman Sachs' previous 2020 prediction of the S&P 500 getting to 5,100, you may have read that, they're now cutting it by 200 points and saying by the end of 2022 that the S&P 500 will only be about 4,900. So 200 points lower, I guess, based on January and half of February, because what do we have? We have tons of market volatility. You've been seeing your investments go up and down, right? And in fact, I shared with you over the past couple of weeks that that is exactly what happened to my portfolio, but I'm not needing that money right now. So I'm perfectly fine. And so, you know, back to the, the whole concept of, you know, buckle up, it's going to be a bumpy night. I think 2022 is going to be a bumpy ride. So You know, just prepare for that and use the Betty Davis-Ice type um, acronym to interpret everything you've got going on with your money and you have a choice and you can execute it the way that you want to. So 3%, the article says, are focused on income. Okay, so as a response to inflation, some people, very small percentage, are trying to make more money. Maybe if they're retired, they're getting a part-time job. Maybe if they're working, they're getting a part-time job as well. So I guess that is a way to, um, you know, focus on more income or perhaps it goes on to say some folks are buying an annuity. An annuity is something I've really toyed around with, just like long-term healthcare. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Um, In speaking with Vanguard Advisory Services folks, they've told me that, You know, they don't recommend really or support the idea of having an annuity in favor of having a balanced portfolio. And so, I don't know. I've got a neighbor here where I live that does have an annuity and he loves it because, you know, he's getting this fixed income. And if the market goes up and down and his money's losing, you know, he's losing money in the stock market, he doesn't really care because he has all of his expenses paid by an annuity. I think that's incredibly attractive. So, I don't know. I just haven't decided if I'm going to do that or not. Right now, I'm actually not going to do that. Um the article wraps up and just to wrap up today's episode, it goes on to say that the best way to really deal with inflation <clears throat> is to have a plan. So we all know that, right? So as you go throughout 2022, just always remember <clears throat> to have a plan so that if inflation does get out of hand, you know how to make those little adjustments in your budget as you go throughout the year. Alrighty, well, that's what I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you always remember Betty Davis in the film in 1950, All About Eve, where one of the famous lines that she said in that film was, buckle up, it's going to be a bumpy night. And what you can get from that film is don't create your own drama. That's what her character Margot Channing did in that film is she created her own drama. So don't create your own monetary drama this year. Get your expenses in line. Get your income up and do everything you need to do to combat the inflation nation that we're going through in the times that we live in today. And so one more thing to leave you with yesterday was Abraham Lincoln's birthday. And do you know, one of his most famous quotes is that people are about as happy as they make up their minds to be, which I think is so important to remember. So if you are struggling with money right now, and you have things that you're doing that are just so challenging to you that you don't know exactly what to do, just remember to stay the course. You can be as happy as you want to be. So I'm going to leave you like I always leave you. I want you guys to make it your mission to walk with me to wealth. You know, I appreciate you. I believe in you and I congratulate you guys for every step of the way. My name's Evan Thomas. I'll see you next week on the Broke at 40 podcast. Alrighty, that's going to do it for another episode, everybody. Hey, I've got a favor. If you've got a friend that's struggling financially at any age, please share this episode with them. Let them know that I went from broke to a million-dollar net worth in just about 14 years. And if I can do it, anybody can. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. What do I always say? It's okay to be broke at 40. It really is. But not at 50 or 55 now that you found us you can change your financial destiny. I'm Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast.